0: To meva mata chapitat to banduscha sakat to meva, to meva vidya dravinam to meva, to mamadeva deva, deva. Sri Dakshina murti sudeshikendram, Dwaypayanam sutra munindram, Sri Shankaram bhashya kratam yetindram. मध्ये श्री कन्चापि नमः मिवित्ये नमो ब्रह्मा ब्रह्मविद्या संप्रदाये कर्त्रिभ्यो वंशरिषिभ्यो महत्यो नमो गुरुभ्यः सर्वोपपलवरहिता प्रग्न्याना गन्हः प्रत्यक्कर्तु ब्रह्मायिवाहमस्मि ओम पार्ताय प्रतिभोदिताम् भगवता व्यासे नग्रतितां पुरानमुनिना मध्ये महाभारतं। अध्वैता मृत वर्षिनीं भगवतीं अष्टादशाध्याइनीं। भगवत गीते बवत्वेशिनीं। नमोस्तुते व्यास विशाल बुद्धे। उल्लार विंदायत पत् प्रज्वालितो ज्ञानमयः फ़प्रदीप प्रपन्न पारिजाताय ये तोत्रवेत्रीकपान ये न्यानमुद्राये कृष्णाये गीता नमः सर्वोपनिषदो घावो दुग्धागोपालनं दन पार्तो वच्च सुधीर भोक्ता गीता गीतामृतं महत् वसुदेव देवम Kamsa-chanura-mardhanam Devaki-paramanandam Krishna-bandai-jagat-gurum Bhishma-drona-tata-jayadrata-jala nilot pala shalya vati kripena Karnena-vela-kula Ashwatthama-vikarna-gora-makara Duryodhana-vartini Sothirna-kalupandavai-rananadhi काई वर्त कहकेश वह पाराशर्य वचस्स रोजम अमलं घीतार्त गंटोत कटं नाना क्यानक केसरं हरिकत्था संबोधना लोके सज्जन शट्पदै रहर पेपियमानं मुधा भूयाद भारतपंकजम पंकजं कलिमल प्रग्वं सिनश्रेयसे Mukam karoti vachalam, Pangum langayate girim, Yakrapatamaham bande, Paramananda madhavam, Yam Brahma varunendra rudra marutahap, Stunvanti divya istavaihi Vedai Veda sanga padakramo panishadaihi, Gayanti yam samaga, Dhyana vasthita na manasa, Pashyanti yam yoginaha. Yes, yantam na vidusura suragana deva yatasmainamaha Om Sri Krishna Pramatmaninamaha <coughs> Shatismriti Purananam Malayam Karunalayam Namami Namami Vagavat Padam Shankaram Lokashankaram Prams, everyone. So, in the last session, we had discussed about the human problem how humans are different from animals and why with our with all the intelligence that we have we have been able to achieve certain things but there is also something called samsara which is affecting us which is not what the animals go through and there is an inherent what is this samsara the inherent insecurity that we have in life the inherent discontentment that we have in our life that inherent kama krodha lobha moha mother matsarya all these character that we have is commonly referred as samsara and it leads to generally one indication outside a general discontentment or shoka, this is all evident as a single emotion. That single emotion generally comes out as shoka, a kind of a sorrow, a sadness. And how can we come out of this insecurity, how can we come out of this samsara? The Bhagavad Gita contains the answer. We saw that. And we saw that Bhagavad Gita is ever relevant it had been it has been there for so many years and it has been relevant for so many years and it will still be relevant because the problems have been there at all times only the type of problem has been different by implementing uh, by listening to bhagavad gita and implementing what it says we will be able to face all our problems bravely and just that the analogy that we gave is the king's this king story we should be better prepared when we are in a time when we have our age on our side when we are not having problems too many problems on our on our li- in our lives that is the time when we have to listen to bhagavad gita understand it assimilate it implement it so that we are in a better position to face our lives when the problem comes. And I said, How old does a person need to be to come to Bhagavad Gita? So, how old? Whenever I am ready. Whenever I, uh, at any point of time when I don't want to face, uh, when I don't want to have this problem in my life, I should be in a position to study Bhagavad Gita. So it is not that somebody will have to come only after retirement. If one needs to face the constant fear, anxiety, and sorrow that one faces in life, then we should be in a position to, we are ready to actually study Bhagavad Gita. Is it limited to any gender? No, it is open to everyone. Is it limited to any varna? No, it is open to everyone. So one need not be a sannyasi. one need not be a brahmana, one need not be a male. It is for everybody at all walks, from all walks of life. And what is so special about this Bhagavad Gita? First of all Bhagavad Gita as we all know it comes in Mahabharata. It was given by Bhagawan Krishna to Arjuna and I said the concepts that Bhagavan Krishna gave to Arjuna were the same concepts that were there in the Vedas. So Bhagavan gave the same concepts that were there in the Vedas as an Upadesha to Arjuna. So because Bhagavad Gita contains the concepts of Vedas it is also considered as a shastra. And shastras are like a mirror. They help us to a mirror helps us to know our real self physically. And by reading shastras, we will be able to know what sort of a person we are within ourselves, within this physical layer. And it will help us to know our self, it will also help us to know the real self, who am I? As I said Bhagavad Gita is from Vedas, then our next vichara should be what does the Vedas say? What is the summary of Vedas? What does the Vedas contain? or in other words, Veda-sarah. So, what does the Vedas convey should be our next vichara. Adi Shankara, in his Gita-bhashya, Bhagavad-gita-bhashya, Bhasya means commentary. In his commentary for Bhagavad-gita, introduces in this manner, he says, dvividohi Vedokta Dharmaha Vividohi Vedokta Dharmaha Pravirti Lakshanaha Nivritti Lakshanascha so, you know, so he says basically Vedas have two main topics da, Here Dharmaha means topics here Vedas have two main topics Vividohi Vedokta Dharmaha one which is Pravritti Lakshana, the other one is Nivritti Lakshana. So basically, Adi Shankara divided the entire Vedas into two parts or rather two topics Pravritti Lakshana and Nivritti Lakshana. Pravritti means active, Nivritti means passive. That's the general meaning. But here we will see what is the what does it convey, pravṛtti, <clears throat> let us understand what pravritti So for whatever reason Bhagawan or Ishwara has given us intelligence and using that intelligence we have to act in a manner in a certain way saying that this is how I need to live. This is not how I should live. In other words, there should be certain do's and there should be certain don'ts. Do's and don'ts is also called in in, 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 our, in our scriptures we called as vidhi nisheda rupaha. Vidi means do's, nisheda means don'ts. Vidhi nisheda rupaha in the form of do's and don'ts so human beings will have to lead a life of do's and don'ts animals don't have these do's and don'ts concept they behave according to their nature they don't need to follow a certain discipline whereas for human beings we will have to follow a certain discipline And that do's and don'ts are taught by the Vedas. So the Pravṛti Lakshana is in the form of Vidhi Nisheda Rūpaha. Vedas teach us what should be done and what should not be done. And how does the Vedas provide us with this Vidhi Nisheda? How does it give this vidhi Nisheda? First, it lists out. What is called as certain Samanya Dharma? Samanya means common. Here, Dharma means duties. So, first it lists out Dharma has got multiple meanings. Just now I said Dharma, there I said topic. Now, Dharma here in this context means duties. Then later on, I will say Dharma to be Punya. So depending on the context, the meaning will change. So let's go here now, Samanya Dharma. Samanya Dharma meaning general duties or common duties or general values. So Vedas first give out, list out the Samanya Dharma. For example, it says Satyam Vada, speak the truth. Or it says ahimsa paramo It says ahimsa is the foremost virtue. Follow ahimsa. Ahimsa, himsa meaning doing some uh, harming somebody else. Ahimsa means not harming anyone. And harming can be at all three levels. It can be at the level of physical, or it can be at the level of verbal or it can be at the level of mind. So uh, when we say Ahimsa, it is at all levels. Do not harm others at all three levels or it says do not steal. So these are the general values that have to be followed by all people that is known as Samanya Dharma. So general values that are to be followed by all what are those general values how do i list them all do i will i get a list of all those values so that i can follow them or i should what are the list of do's and don'ts for samanya dharma it is it is it can be a long list if you really look at it but there is an easier way to also identify what are the do's and what are the don'ts so how do we define that First of all, before even going there, Samanya Dharma means when we say general duties. What does general duties mean? These general duties mean it is common for all people. It is common for all varnas. It is common for all Ashramas. It is common for all genders, both genders. And it does not change from time to time it is the same, it does not change from time to time, it does not change from place to place and it does not change from person to person. That is called as Samanya Dharma. So when we say do not lie, it is the same for everyone at any point of time in his life. So all humans will have to follow this at all times and at all places. And as I said, how do I, how do I understand what needs to be followed? How can I identify what are the ones that I can that I need to follow and what are the things that I need to avoid? It is simple. We can do that even without going through the Vedas. We can infer this through our common sense. We can use a thumb rule. No? Whatever is good for me it will be good for others too. And whatever is not acceptable for me, whatever is not acceptable to me, will not be acceptable for others also. So that is the general thumb rule for identifying Samanya Dharma. For example, I would think that I would not want my things to be stolen. So, in that case, I should not be stealing anybody else's things, anybody else, anyone else things. So, that is Samanya Dharma. I will, I do not want anyone to lie to me. I don't like people who lie. Then I should not be lying to anyone also. I do not want anybody to cheat me. Then I should not be cheating anyone also. I do not want anybody else to discuss my personal matters or do talk behind my back. I do not want them to gossip about me. Then I should not be discussing anybody else's personal matters behind their back. I should not be gossiping about them. So that is how you define Samanya Dharma. Whatever is good for me is good for others also whatever is not acceptable for me is not acceptable for others also. Similarly, I, when I make a mistake, I expect people to forgive me. I expect to be forgiven. In the same manner, I should be forgiving others also when they make a mistake. That's straightforward. So using this thumb rule, we can infer Samanya Dharma not to lie not to hurt others not to steal all these things can we can infer this and this is what vedas teaches first as samanya dharma samanya some of the samanya dharmas are listed there in there are many places by in vedas where it will come and then we also have all these puranas and uh, all these stories that actually pick up one of those values and there is a, a entire story given to to ensure that we understand the concept clearly. For example, if we say Satyam Vada, there is a moral. We have a story, Harishchandra story, to be, help us understand what Satyam Vada means. So, this is called as Samanya Dharma. Samana, Vedas teach Samanya Dharma. The Vedas also provide us with another duty, set of duties called Visesha Dharma. Visesha Dharma means specific duties. So that is called as general duties, these are specific duties. So again specific duties from the name itself we can say, so it can actually change from time to time, it can change from place to place. And it can change from person to person. So there are Visesha Dharma. And generally, a Vishesha Dharma, there are many such for example, a Vishesha Dharma for a Kshatriya will be different from a Brahmana's Vishesha Dharma. Depending on the role that they have in the society that the the duties are different. So we can say TRP, time, role, place. Depending on the time, depending on the role the person plays and depending on the place the duty is defined. So for example, in the case of a Brahmana, his main Dharma is Ahimsa. A Brahmana should follow Ahimsa, whereas a Kshatriya's primary responsibility is to protect the nation. And so, if he has to protect the nation, there would be times when he have, will have to do himsa. So, a visesha Dharma will not be the same bit for across all sections of the society. a student's responsibility are different from a householder's responsibility a householder's responsibility are different from a sannyasi's responsibility so the vishesh dharma is actually based on varna and ashrama what sort of varna the person belongs to brahmana kshatriya vaishya shudra and what kind of ashrama they belong to Brahmacharya ashrama grahastha ashrama vanaprastha ashrama sanyasa ashrama there are stages even today whether it is the varna or whether it is the ashrama in today's society also these are there except so what a student life is until 2025 when they are still studying is called as brahmacharya ashrama a Grihastha ashrama is a person who is married. A Vanaprastha is a retired person. And a Sannyasi ashrama it should be normally after retirement of 10 years or so. The person should normally take Sannyasa. But today, in these days, we don't do it. As in, a person renunciates, ren- renounces everything that they have and takes to a life of a monk. That doesn't happen these days much. And similarly from a Varna standpoint also, people who are in the knowledge industry are doing Brahmana work. People who are you know, running the administration of the country, protecting the nation are doing Kshatriya work. People who are doing businesses are doing Vaishya work. People who are helping out these three people who are paid salaries for helping out these people are doing the Shudra work. A society will require all the four Varnas. A society will have all the four Ashramas in any case. So the Dharma, Visesha Dharma is based on the Varna and Ashrama. So, a student has certain responsibilities or duties, he takes on that and the moment he gets married, his old duties get invalidated. Whatever he has to do as a duty as a student gets invalidated. He will take on new, de- new duties as a householder. And similarly, once a householder he does certain duties and then he becomes a retired person one day, Certain householder duties get invalidated, he will take on new new duties as a retired person. So This is how Visesha Dharma is defined in our Shastras. (coughs) In fact, in the first chapter of Gita, we will see about this Visesha Dharma also, because Arjuna will face a confusion. For him, there will be a contradiction between Samanya Dharma and Visesha Dharma. Samanya Dharma says follow Ahimsa, but his Visesha Dharma says as a Kshatriya is to fight for the country. So Arjuna will kind of use that argument to come out of the war and then we will see, we will see how what how Arjuna's mindset worked during the time and what did Krishna do do, do to actually get him out of that. We will see what transpires then. Anyway, now coming back, Samanya Dharma and Visesha Dharma. Roles and responsibilities are prescribed by the Vedas. And together they are called as Pravirti Lakshana. So Pravirti Lakshana means Samanya and Visesha dharma's. Now there is, this is pravritti Lakshana, then we will have to see Nivrithya Lakshana. But before we go to Nivrithya Lakshana, we will see, first we will try to see, what does one get, what is the benefit of living the life according to the Vedas. What does one get by living the life of as prescribed by the Vedas, because everybody wants to know what is the benefit, what is in it for me. Even for this class, if if somebody we we even for this class, if you tell your friend that I'm attending this class, they will say, "What is the benefit? What do you get out of attending that class?" So no, we all of us we always look for what is the benefit. So now Vedas say, "Live this life according to Samani and Vishesha Dharma." Question is, what do I get out of it? So. And we also see there are there are people who live, supposedly live according to the life of Vedas. But or with or without, we always see in the world there is pain and sorrow. And there are stories in Puranas also, just like as I told about Harishchandra. Harishchandra went through so much of sorrow, so much of pain, just because he didn't want to lie. and if he had if he had just spoken one lie he would not have lost his son or wife so it, it looks as if that you know living the life of vedas doesn't seem to be always giving you happiness is it really true what is what does it actually give so let us see what are the benefits that one gets by living the life according to the vedas First, shastras say that the body we get, the physical body that we get, and that means whether it is actually human body or an animal body, a, a dark skin, light skin, the sharp nose, flat nose, whatever, sharp eyesight, good ears, healthy body or an unhealthy body, whatever the body that we get, the parents. The uh, lifespan that we get for this body, the number of years this body will be alive, uh, the circumstances that we get, all these things, these are not through any luck or chance. These are not given or we didn't get this through any kind of a luck or a lottery or a chance. It has come out of our punya. I hope people know punya good deeds meritorious deeds in fact whatever we had got or whatever we are getting even today whatever we get without a much of a self-effort if it comes to me then it has come out of our punya that we have to understand so some people get born in a comfortable place Some people get born in a very shabby place. Every situation that we get in our life is due to the punya earned by the individual. Whatever comforts we get, even for our living, even the basic necessities like food and other things, all this has come out of punya that we had earned not in this life, in our previous births whatever now somebody says where is the proof for that the proof is is in the Shastras we need to have Shraddha in the Shastras in the Shastras of course we can also can always extrapolate because there is always a question of cause and effect in this world nothing comes without a cause every effect has got a cause And if you look at the cause, some of these causes, some of these effects that we see the life that I am getting has to have a cause. And the cause has to come from the same source as the effect. And if I am not, if if I had not done anything in this life to have something, then it was only means that I should have done something in my previous life. As far as our dharma is concerned, Sanatana Dharma is concerned, rebirth karma theory, we'll have to accept it. We can always prove that through examples. But rebirth or you know getting another body for the same jiva is something that is very, very unique only to the religion within this subcontinent. Within the you know, probably Hinduism or Sanatana Dharma, plus probably Buddhism and Jainism believe in this rebirth concept. But generally if you really look at uh, Abrahamic religions they may not believe in rebirth but there is always they always also believe in extension of life after death because they say you know there is a judgment day when you know that there is or there is a heaven people go to after death so which means there is some existence of life beyond this body now if somebody believes that then To extend that and say, you know, there is not just life but there is also rebirth in another body within the same world is probably, you know, easier to understand. But Sanatana Dharma, we believe in rebirth and karma. So, coming back to this, if I had, whatever I have got in this life is because of punya that I have done in my previous births. And for my spiritual journey, this Shraddha in Shastras is very important. If I don't have Shraddha in Shastras, I will not be able to progress spiritually. And Shraddha is not blind faith. Shraddha is not belief system. Oh, I told you, so you believe. Shraddha is basically having a trust on what the Shastra says until the time that I can confirm that as to my understanding. And Shastras will give you various ways to confirm that understanding. It will teach, it will, it will help you to make you understand through Yukti and Anubhava. Yukti meaning logic, through logic and through experience it will tell try to prove and it will give you analogies as well. So, Shraddha is the type, is the kind of trust, implicit trust that I have on Shastras until the time that it can become my knowledge. So here Shastras say Punya is the currency that is used to acquire things in this world or that can make me make us joyful. Not just in this world, punya is the currency that is used across all worlds as well. Then the question is, how to attain punya? Next question is, how to attain punya? And Chastra says, if one lives according to the pravitri lakshana, if one leads a life according to pravitri lakshana, that is, according to the samanya and visesha dharma, then one attains punya. So dharma here, samanya dharma, visesha dharma, meaning a life according to Samanya Dharma and Visesha Dharma, following the do's and don'ts and following the responsibilities that have been assigned to us according to our role, time and place in the society in this world. And Dharma, so one leads, if I generalize and say, if one leads la- life according to Dharma, then one attains Punya and this Dharma here we can say a righteous life. One leads a righteous life, then one attains Punya. So if I have to lead a righteous life and if I get the Punya, what are the benefits? What are the benefits that are got by living a life according to Dharma? And there are three benefits, Shastra say. The first benefit, what is the first benefit? Leading the light, righteous life will give us Punya. And this Punya gives us comfort and happiness. Or in other words, in Sanskrit, it says, Artha Kama labha. Artha Kama labha. Artha means, here in this context, you can say wealth, name, fame, power, position, whatever. Kama means desires or we can say sensory enjoyment. So this is Artha Kama. Suppose good food, nice dress, a comfortable house, all come under Kama. So how can I? Question is okay. I mean, how I how do I know whether I'm getting punya or not? Can I see punya? Will I be able to see where is punya? How much of punya I have attained? Is it possible? No, we cannot see punya. That's why shastras call it as adrishtam. Adrishtam, adrishtam means drishta means something that can be seen. Adrishtam means something that cannot be seen. And this Adrishta Punya gives us things that are required for our life. Anything, for anything in this life, anything that we need in our daily lives to make our living, to cover our basic needs, which is the food, clothing, shelter, whatever those basic needs, even to get that one requires Punya. Now the question is, can a person then just be happy after getting these essentials? So somebody gets basic needs. He's got food for filling the hung, satisfying the hunger, a roof over the head to sleep, and some basic clothes to cover the body. Will that person be happy? No. Once the person acquires these life's essentials, then that person, we would like to enjoy life. We want to seek pleasure from sensory objects, through sense objects. Until the time that my basic needs are fulfilled, of course the focus would be on basic needs. So if I don't have even a house or uh, a roof over my head, I don't have a house, I would not be thinking about fridge, television, washing machine and all those things. The first and foremost I would be looking for is only a house. But once I get the house, I will be looking for more comfort. Similarly if a person is hungry, does not have access to food, the first thing is looking to satisfy the hunger, something to satisfy the hunger. But once access to food comes, it does not stop there, then we will be asking for variety will be asking for taste so does a human being get satisfied with basic essentials no food clothing shelter alone is not make not enough for to make a person happy the person wants to enjoy sensory pleasures tastier food more expensive clothing comfortable house TV mobile washing machine whatever car holiday we look to seek more and more to enjoy our life. And Shastras say even for that, even to enjoy those sensory pleasures, one requires Punya. And what what is Punya? Punya is basically, how do we get Punya? Punya one gets by leading a dharmic life. A life according to Dharma will get us Punya Punya will satisfy our basic needs. It will not only satisfy our basic needs, it will also give us life's comfort. Some people say, you know, uh, but my experience in life is that I see people who lead an adharmic life, people who are living an adharmic life and yet they seem to be living comfortably. How is that even possible? When I see around, I see people who are crooks, who are leading a dharmic life, and they seem to have a comfortable life. So there are three things to note here. Point number one: First of all, we have to understand is it is their previous karma that is working to provide them what they have today. It is their previous karma, which is, which is, which is. Which is what they have been able to get today. The second thing is, whatever that they are doing today, they will have to face consequences later. If not in this life, later on. And karma works. Karma will never fail. The third thing we have to know is, from outside they may look comfortable, happy and all those things. But in real they may not person may have all the things but may not be able to enjoy. For example, the person may have access to good food, rich food but may have some health ailment that they cannot enjoy that food. The person may have lot of money but at the same time may be living in constant fear or anxiety around who will take out of this money, whether this money will actually be safe or whether somebody will come and take this money whether the government will arrest me or whether I will be caught in something so there is always this fear and anxiety also that could be living along with them so in reality they may not be able to enjoy for what they are doing for the money that they have or for the comforts that they have because the Adharma will also work in parallel so we will not be able to see from outside what they go through and whatever we see is only if at a particular point of life. From that point of life, from that particular position, we look at them and then we say, oh, he is living happily. They need not, we need, we need not worry about it. We have to believe in Shastras and Shastras never lie. So if a person lives a life according to Samanya and vishesha Dharma, his current life will be good and happy. This is the first benefit. And this is the benefit for people who are in the early stages of spiritual life. Because early stages of spiritual life, we are looking for enjoyment. We we are here to enjoy life. Now comes the second benefit. What is the second benefit of a person, for a person who lives according to the, the Vedas, who lives a life according to Dharma? The second benefit is Purushartha Vivekaha, Purushartha means Purusha Arthaha, Arthaha means whatever is being sought, what is sought after, Purusha means humans, so what is sought after by humans and Vivekaha means, Vivekaha means discrimination, it is not a negative connotation here, discrimination means differentiation uh, the ability to separate the ability to distinguish so the ability to distinguish what humans seek so again if you look at it in our lives from the time we wake up every day we have got lots of choices we have choices in life Bhagawan has given us situation where we can make choices every situation almost we have choice Right from whether I want to get up from bed today, now or not, whether I want to have coffee immediately or tea, whether I want to have bed coffee or not, everywhere there is a choice. Even in this moment, we have a choice whether to attend this class or not. Every place, every second, there is a choice. Whether I want to attend a class here or whether I want to uh, watch a movie now or gossip with friends, I have a choice. So, question is, then generally when we actually make a choice, how do we make our choices? What makes us make our choices? How do we, you know, get to a a particular option? And it really, the answer is, it really depends on our knowledge. For example, if I give a child, if I place a balloon in front of a child and a colourful paper, say for example. A fifty dollar note or a two thousand rupee note colorful pink note paper what will the child pick the child will only pick up the balloon the child does not know that the money there can fetch much more balloons than the one balloon that it uh, that it is placed in front of it so whenever there is a choice in front of us we choose based on our limited knowledge we choose what we think is good for us it may not be good for us many a times we have chosen things that we have always looked back and said if only what if i had done that Whether it is jobs, whether it is relations, whether it is situations, a lot of times we have always gone back and said, if only. So whenever there is a choice and there is limited knowledge, we also have confusion. Wherever there is a choice, there is confusion also. But if our knowledge is clear and knowledge is complete, then there is no question of any choice. There is no question of any confusion, we know what to pick. For example, in the same example, if the child has that knowledge about money and the fact that money can fetch more balloons, then there is no choice there for the child. The child will easily pick up the money, there is no question of any confusion at all. So if we have proper knowledge, we will make the right choice. Then comes the crucial question. What is the goal of life? What is the goal of my life? Purusharthas, when we saw, Purushartha is human goals. Purushartha is human goals. And human goals are divided into four. We would have discussed this in introduction to Vedanta classes. Artha, Kama, Dharma, Moksha. Artha is wealth or the basic needs and then Kama is all the sensory pleasures through the five sense objects, five sense organs that we have. Dharma is Punya, Moksha is liberation, freedom, the ability to get permanent happiness. Moksha is a state of permanent peace and happiness, not death. Moksha does not mean death and moksha in Advaita Vedanta does not mean that you can get moksha only after death. Moksha is jivan Mukti. Within this life we will be able to get moksha. Now what is the goal of my life? Everyone seems to have their own goals. In general everybody wants happiness uh, that too permanent happiness. happiness that is not mixed with sorrow that is the happiness that everybody is looking for and what do they think actually that can actually get them that they think by having money i will be able to be happy money can make me happy most of us so most of us are opting for money as life's goal and it is not the same It is not just a goal for me. I also use the same yardstick to measure other people's success also. So when I see, oh, he has progressed very well in life. When I say that, I mean, he has got more money now than before. That is how I measure. I measure people's success in terms of money. I measure my success in terms of money. But what should be life's goal? A goal should be there always. It it shouldn't... I should choose something that can last forever. So which means I cannot choose youth as my goal because that will not last. I cannot... I I shouldn't be choosing money because money also may not last forever. If I choose something that will get destroyed, damaged, spoiled i might lose i might have some 10 crores but after some time if it becomes 8 crores it is not a proper goal because i had 10 goals in my mind that is gone down then it is not so if it gets damaged if it gets spoiled or if it gets lost then it is not a intelligent choice that is not a proper choice some people choose you know name fame position in society, promotion in job, you know, or a particular house as their goal in life. Human goals, there are four. Artha Kama, Dharma Moksha. All this name, fame, power, position, money, all comes under Artha Kama. 95-99% of the people, we are Focusing on Arthakama as our goal. Then there is Dharma. Dharma is Punya here. Some people focus on Punya, getting Punya. So they do service to society. They visit temples. They do Padayatras. their, Their focus is to gain as much Punya as possible. That is Dharma. That they have as their goal in life. Only a few will have moksha as their goal. Moksha meaning permanent state of happiness. I want to be permanently happy, fully contented that happiness should not be mixed with sorrow at all. There should not be an iota of sorrow in my happiness. That is moksha. So, Shastra says, and moksha is the most intelligent choice but because our knowledge is limited just like the kid there we do not understand that moksha can give me permanent happiness it is that money in front of me whereas that artha kama is like the balloon one balloon I, i i want to get that one balloon to make me happy whereas if i had picked up moksha i could have had more balloons and made me much more happier and this limited knowledge is the cause for making wrong choices and Chastra says if one does not live according to Dharma then one will not get proper viveka one will not get the proper ability to discriminate only a life of Dharma which will give me punya that second benefit of that punya will help me to make the right choice of the goal Understand, money is required for life, health is needed for life, but it cannot be the goal. There is a misconception that once a person comes to Vedanta, money should be disregarded or one should come out of the house. That is also not true. House or money is required, but that cannot be the goal. These are instruments in my that have to be used in my life but my final destination should be Moksha. For many of us, these instruments itself become our goal. But for a person who leads a life of of Dharma, the punya one gets will help him to, with that knowledge, help him with that knowledge which will help him to make the right choice. and with that knowledge the person will choose something that will last forever that will make me one that will make me happy always one that will make me complete one that doesn't make me feel incomplete because today we are always doing something to make myself complete i want to do that because only then i will feel i have achieved something i have done something we are always looking for doing something to make ourselves complete I need that relation in my life, so that I feel complete. I need to get that job, only then I will find myself complete. So we are looking for always this, we are always in the state of incompleteness, moving towards completeness, but that doesn't seem to come at all. Moksha is a state, Moksha will get me fully contented, fully complete. And it will stable, it will not, it will not lose money I have make it and I might lose some money or all the money. But once I get this moksha, this permanent happiness, there will be no reduction in my happiness. In fact, the fact that and that is the benefit of this punya, the fact that we are all studying Bhagavad gita is also a result of this punya. Only punya will make us look and search for these kind of things. So, this is the second benefit. What are the two benefits we have seen? Arthakamalabha and Purushartha Vivekaha. Now, just by having this desire that I want to have Moksha or I want to seek Moksha, will I be able to attain that? No. So, then comes the third benefit of Punya. So, what is the third benefit of a person, for a person who lives according to Dharma? Purushartha Yogyata. The third benefit is Purushartha Yogyata. The Punya a person gets by living a life of Dharma or leading a Dharmic life. It will give that person the necessary qualifications. Yogyata means qualifications here. Qualifications to attain that goal. So it will give me the qualifications. What are the qualifications? We will see that. We have seen that in the introduction to Vedanta. We will be seeing this again in Bhagavad Gita also. So, this life of Dharma gives me benefit at all three levels. So, forget the spirituality or Bhagavad Gita. Even for living, the, even for living happily and enjoying life, one needs to follow Dharma. So, that is this. What are the qualifications? As I said, we will, we will see them again in Bhagavad Gita. So, now, this is Pravirti Lakshana, Samanya and Visesha Dharma and what is the benefit of following Samanya and Visesha Dharma? We saw three benefits. Basically, to live a happy life, to be able to m- make the discrimination about the right knowledge about what my goal should be and making me qualify to attain that goal. Now, what is Nivrithi Lakshana? We saw that We saw that Purushartha Viveka is about making a choice which is permanent and stable. Now, Nivrti Lakshana talks about the sadhanas. Sadhanas meaning uh, the means, the exercises, or you can say, or activities that are required for attaining that permanent goal, moksha. So, Nivrti Lakshana is basically the sadhana that one has to do to attain that permanent goal. In other words, it is also called as Jnana Yoga. In other words, we can also say Tattva Vichara, Philosophy. So, Pravrti Lakshana talks about religion, do's and don'ts of religion talks about Yaga, Yajna, what is uh, the what does one need to do for living a life of a householder and all those things. Then, Nivrti Lakshana talks about philosophy. And these two cannot be separated. One cannot be spiritual without being religious. One who is just religious without being spiritual is also leading an incomplete life and this Nivrithi Lakshana, Jnana Yoga, it talks about what does Jnana Yoga talk about and how does this Nivrithya Lakshana and Pravrithya Lakshana, how does it actually relate to Bhagavad Gita, we will see that in the next class. In the next class, we will close this in terms of understanding what is Pravrithya Lakshana and Nivrithya Lakshana, we will do a summary again and see how does Bhagavad Gita fit in, in these things. What does Bhagavad Gita talk about and then we will start next week, we will take up this, um Gita Dhyana Slokas, you know the one that we chant in the beginning, the Gita Dhyana Sloka, Parthaya Pratipodhita, we will, this is by Madhusudana Saraswati, uh, so we will see the meaning of those slokas before we venture into Gita, because this will also give us an introduction to Gita. So, we will see that in the next class. Any questions, comments? Uh, one question, Balaji. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay when there is a conflict between samanya and vishesha dharma which takes precedence so the vishesha dharma will take precedence if be, if there is a conflict between samanya and vishesha dharma the vishesha dharma will take precedence so if a person for example ahimsa paramo dharma is for everybody but for a kshatriya if he is in a battlefield he cannot be talking about ahimsa he will have to take up his responsibility of protecting his nation There I is have also questions. hmm are you on? yes i was talking uh, so there is also uh, apadharma is there we will we haven't touched upon that but that is not required apadharma is in special situations there are special um, roles and responsibilities in certain conditions in extreme conditions, so in the state of war or something like that, that is different. But in generally, general life, in our lives, we will have to look at Samanya and Vishesh Dharma. I wanted to know that we are talking about uh, causal uh, effects uh, mostly to do with future or the next jana, or we are uh, having. Uh, we are, having a good life because of our good, uh, the punyas we have uh, accumulated in our previous life, Uh, how about living in the present? Suppose we say that now, now, how is it relevant in the now? How is it relevant in the now? The situation that we are in now is also a result of the Punya or Papa that we have done in our previous lives or even within this life until now. It really depends on Punya. The situation that we get is according to the Punya or Papa that we have done. How we act on in the situation is left to us. It is our free will. How we react to that situation is our free will. And that reaction, and that reaction will be the seed for the next papa or punya that that is going to get accumulated. So, basically we are talking about past and the time. Sorry, I am not able to hear you clearly. So, we are uh, just, uh, I mean uh, past and future uh, is what we are uh, that they say that live the moment okay, yeah, yeah. about... We, we have to live the moment because whatever has been accumulated by us cannot be changed. So whatever punya or papa we have accumulated cannot be changed. So the situation that we are going to get is something that we cannot change much. We can change through our current actions but not change much. So live the present is the correct way so that whatever I am going to do now... Will define how I am going to live in the future because whatever action I am going to take now will result in papa or punya, which will decide how my future will be. So, living the present is the most intelligent way of doing things. I'm still a little confused because. uh, uh, they say you should not think about the future uh, and uh, forget the past that you have lived so and here we are talking about cause and effect. Correct. So I want to have a good future, I should be doing good actions is the only... Uh, uh, oh. Correct. Okay. Uh, I. I think um, because my next class is getting delayed, I will take up this question next class because I will discuss about this, what what we discussed today in the sense how to live in the present, but we are not saying you have to worry about the future, we are never saying worry about the future, I will explain this later. It's not about having this anxiety about the future, it is about to say that there is a cause and effect so whatever we have got today is a result of the cause of actions that we have done in the past and whatever we are going to get in the future would be the would be a result of whatever we are doing now so i'm not saying you have to worry about the future but understand and do the right thing and of course look into the present only it's not about it's not about having some anxiety or uh, some expectation about the future it is about working on the f- present only um, as i said i mean we will probably discuss this in the next class because if you if you want a longer explanation on this one okay thank you thank you sir and uh, guruji okay om pur namada pur namidam purnasya purnamadaya purnameva Home, shant, the shant, the shant, the